Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Thursday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. Guys, I took a steroid or something. I think the last time I left you was Tuesday. I've been in and out of bed since then, and it didn't help that Tuesday night there was a big change in our lives. The commercial took over. The Burger King jingle took over, and I ordered like (laughs) crazy. I ordered Burger King like crazy, and it put me out, I think, for another day and a half. I I just – I don't know what to advise people, but sure, have it your way, but maybe just uh, sing the song and dance around the house. Maybe you don't have to take it to the next level and load up (laughs) on uh, onion rings and chicken, chicken mozzarella. Shaq, have you had this problem lately? I haven't been seduced by advertisements of late, but I will say you mentioned the key ingredient there when you go to Burger King. Got to get those onion rings. It's a distinguishing yeah. feature against its competition. Um, but they're smaller uh, than when they were when we grew up. I remember them being much, much larger, unless I'm just really bigger. I don't know. Maybe I'm bigger than than the rings themselves. But <laughs> Martin, you've had Burger King in a while. I, I, I hate it if they're one of our sponsors, but I just uh, it just knocked me out for a day and a half. No, I haven't. But because okay. that commercial runs, see, it, I feel like commercials impact you differently when you like produce a television show because you end up watching the same ones over. Like I just have, I yeah. know the song for sure. But and you know what else helps? Not having a car because I'm def- definitely not about the DoorDash Burger King. Yeah, because then you add like fourteen dollars to the bill. Yeah, exactly. it, it it worked though. Really, honestly, if not for the jingle, and it's like I'm not buying State Farm insurance. That's for sure. But that's in my head just as much. But the Burger King uh, jingle I, really just took over my life. It, it, I, it I'm sorry for I'm sorry for your poor health, Sal. I don't want acrimony to add to it, but I have to say. Martin is one of these people now who is now he's embracing this as part of his personality. Like it, this has got, okay. It was fine for three months. six. Is this just going to be you now as an adult is uh, yeah, I don't have a car. I, I ride my bike everywhere. Cause you know what that equals is an inconvenience to people who, you know, it's like, Oh, can you swing by and pick me up. That's you know true. what, Dave? We, you know we what, know Dave? a guy like that, didn't we, Sal? We knew a guy who was like, isn't it, isn't it idiosyncratic how he doesn't have a yeah. car? Like, yeah, it's a pain in the, because somebody has to drive him home all the time. Drive him home over. Yeah, Martin Would so you... far has not uh, hit us up for rides though, or anything like, or Burger King or anything. True, but go ahead, Martin. True. No, but I was thinking about this. Me and Meatballs were talking about this as we were waiting for Will Blackman, who did the show for Lemon Pepper Parlay. Oh no, they blamed his kids. You all with kids, you just blame your kids for everything that you can't do. They have no defense. Because until they're like, I don't know how old they are now when they get on social media and have a platform to speak for themselves. But you all just use kids as the ultimate excuse. So you know what? Me not having a car. I mean, I could have just been like, oh, you know what? I have to watch my kid. So I can't do this perfectly logical social event on Saturday night. (laughs) Don't don't have a car or do have a kid. Either way, you have a lot of ongoing excuses available to you. So, yeah, I guess that's uh, the bottom line. I'm sorry you're unwell, Sal. Are you sure it's not the emotions of 
football season winding down here that are getting to you? Certainly could be. I do get sad, just like I get excited at certain points of the summer, you know, or whatever. The draft, NBA, NFL draft gets me excited, right? Free agency, the first time a fantasy magazine comes out in the supermarkets, that's great. We're starting to unwind here, right? Now we're down to four games. Uh, Next week, we won't be able to make a three-team teaser, with the team, I guess you could use over-unders, but yes, it is getting me <laughs> Martin's sad. Cry- Martin is literally crying as you say <laughs> this. Look at that. What's he doing? Why? It's a sad time. It's a sad time. Yeah, I know. Well, and and I, try me. I'll find a way to make a three-team teaser. Hey, try me. We're going to be able to, de- we'll, we'll be talking about football here before the show gets away from us. You say it's a sad time. I do want to, I, I do want to say something that is, is very exciting right now to a very small fraction of sports fans right now. Mm. Federico, Federico. What no. is that? That's what uh, one of the Pitt Panthers on the rise. It's very exciting. Federico Federico is a guy on Pitt's team, born in Egypt, grew up in Finland, now resides on the banks of the Three Rivers, toiling for Jeff, Cap- <laughs> Jeff Capel's basketball bunch, and they're headed to the tournament. It's a fun All watch. Right. If you're looking well, for something to move on to, look at that. On a money line parlay next week when you're trying to find something to throw on there with the Chiefs or whatever, the 49ers, whoever. We'll get we'll get to that in a second. Hey, you can do it all uh, on extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have our pick'em contest, hundred dollars goes to the winner. Our prop quiz gets a nice, fresh, brand new gold cap. Yes, yeah, some some of the uh, employees here haven't gotten them. I'll tell you what, they showed up. Our super fans showed up with gold caps, rub, rubbed it in to Brother Brian. Spaghetti, you don't have a gold cap, right? You're what the, There's a few staffers that have, it's been elusive to them, right? Chew spaghetti, right? I don't, yeah, we don't have to talk about that though. But Okay, yeah. we don't have to talk about don't it. Don't have can't talk. Well, you can get one, extrapoints.com slash arcade, play the prop quiz. We're going to get to Spaghetti's team. We're going to get to my team, but let's take these in order. Saturday, I believe this is 4.30 Eastern Jacksonville at Kansas City. The Chiefs, an eight and a half point favorite, 52 and a half is the over under. Martin, let's start with you, your take on this game. I went back and forth with I went back and forth on all of them. This is really, really a tough round. And I could see anything really happening in any of these games. But let's go uh first Jacksonville, Kansas City, Mark. Yeah. I, I, first of all, I'm thinking that uh if I don't think that Jacksonville has another 28-point comeback in them, so I would not advise them on four first quarter interceptions or first half interceptions. Right. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs here. Uh, it's kind of it's interesting, like the little student versus teacher in terms of Peterson versus Andy Reid. Um, but ultimately, Sal, you know this, and anybody who's gambled before knows this. Andy Reid off a bye is uh it's about as solid as you can get as a lock good. pick. So that's where I'm going. Andy Reid off the bye there. But I do think it's fascinating that both of these guys had won Super Bowls with the number one seat in the NFC. I mean, I oh, that's right. went to Super Bowls in the for the one seed in the NFC. Andy Reid and Doug Peterson both appeared in Super Bowls, obviously, and uh, here they are. Andy Reid couldn't win a Super Bowl with Philadelphia. Doug Peterson did. Maybe that's another storyline here. Uh, Shaq, they lost. The Jags did 27-17 in Kansas City earlier this year. They were nine-and-a-half-point underdogs. Something's got to give. The Chiefs are now favored in their 14th straight playoff game, which is the longest streak in Super Bowl era, but Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game in the NFL, college, or high school on a Saturday. Wow. And I think that's like 37, babyface, 37 or 39, somewhere in there. Something crazy. 
We call that uh what 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 have we officially entitled that? A hairy stat, one that sounds like it's relevant. I can't tell though. Actually, it's good for Trevor Lawrence because he has famous hair himself. So it's a hairy stat, but right. man, I really we you know, it's been a, a talking point throughout the season that the Chiefs win, but they don't cover. In this case, Martin told you exactly the reason why Andy Reid off the bye. It's a good spot. The Jags, I'm sure, feel satiated by what's already happened here. Yes, that makes them a little dangerous because they have a devil may care attitude. But as I have been saying for the last two months, I think the number one seed matters this year. It usually matters just because it didn't a year ago. Doesn't mean that that now is the law. I'm going with the Chiefs in Arrowhead. I have it at eight and a half. Did you say nine and a half there? No, uh, I said eight, eight and a half. Nine oh, and a half the half. first time. First time they met. Oh, nine and a half the first time yeah. around. Yeah. So I'm going to lay the eight and a half here. And uh, and I'm also going under the 52 and a half. Mm. You know, I might regret this, but I bet the Chiefs all year against the spread. And I feel like I've lost every time. Martin, it was somehow 6-10-1 and one against the spread. I, I don't know where the six came from. I feel like they covered their first <laughs> two, like in December or something. But, um, yeah, you've said it. The Jags are very fortunate to be in this spot. They barely beat the Titans at home. Controversial play. Then they bounce back down 27 nothing to the Chargers. Typical Chargers meltdown. They end up winning that game. Um I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't trust the Chiefs. They're going to win the game. I'll probably have them in a bunch of money line parlays, but they don't keep their foot on the gas pedal enough for me to trust them to win by double digits. I think they win in one of those convincing wins, but struggle to cover. Maybe a backdoor touchdown at the end, 28-23 Chiefs win. Um, by the way, Shaq, it's been profitable. You could call this because it's a 20-year stat, but it's been profitable to fade number one seeds in the divisional round. One seeds mm. are... 13, 25, and one against the spread, according to the action. Now, wow. 34, 34%. Fascinating. Fasc- yeah. See, you you and your fancy numbers and facts and everything. I'm just still riding the gut, you know? know. That's what Dan well, does. Listen, I can find st- trends and stats on either <laughs> side. Why the hell not? Um, all right. Spaghetti. Wear your Can black I... pants or your turquoise pants, uh, Jags, because we can't have you wearing that all-white getup in 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 KC. That's just all a white, tip from the uniform. And then the Chiefs would be red. Yeah. Yeah. No, Unless the Chiefs go head to toe red, which is a which is not a good choice that they sometimes make. Avoid I'm trying that to think how they've done. Go, go ahead, Mark. I was about to say, I normally don't weigh in on, on matters of uniform. But the mm-hmm. only big complaint I'm going to have in this game is one of the seven times I think it's a flag because I see Travis Kelsey's shoe on the ground or his glove on the oh, ground. Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree. The yellow gloves, should be, they should be out of here. Get them I, out of here. I think sincerely that that's true. And also black shoes across the league, because when the guy's white towing the white line, it tells the tale for us. And then the dumb refs who blow it half the time anyway, have no, have uh, even less of an excuse to mess it up. Yes. Well, it's never worse than when the Steelers play. Maybe this is just an ESPN thing and their yellow graphic on the bottom. Yeah. And you see uh, it pops up and you think it's a flag every single time. But uh, all right, I'm going 28, 23 here. Do they have trouble? Was it a divisional Whoa. round game where Chad Henney? Chad Henney yep. for the Brown right against the Browns. That was a divisional round game, right? Yes. It yep. Was. It was a divisional round game when Mariota threw a touchdown to himself. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A big like rally they- required against uh, Deshaun Watson's Texans. That was a funny one because they were down twenty-four nothing with I think like 
10, 11 minutes left in the second quarter and they had the lead by halftime. One of the craziest mm-hmm. rallies you'll ever see. But yes, they they you're right. It's not as though they haven't had their struggles in this particular round. Yeah. All right. Now the nightcap Giants at Eagles. Oh, this is fun. Seven and a half, 48. Eagles are favored. I want to hear from Spaghetti. I want his pick. But more importantly, I need to know if there's been any development on uh, the lovely Jada, his fiance, his new fiance has a party Saturday night, birthday party. And Spaghetti is trying to figure out how to navigate going to the party and watching this game. It does seem like there's going to be a little overlap. The thing I didn't know, Spaghetti, is how far is the party from where you're planning on watching the game? That's important. It's cross town. Parties downtown LA. I'm in, you know, I'm by the water. Not good. But Sal, I think uh, our work here on the podcast may have paid off. And I think we're sliding the the party back at least. 30 minutes, if not a full hour till nine o'clock. I was going to say two weeks. No, okay, I'm, yeah. no matter what happens to the Giants, I'm still coming out a winner here. This is great. Um, but to to give the pick quick, um, I'll I'll take the Giants with the points. I think it'll be a close one. This is by far the Giants' toughest matchup on the NFC side of the bracket, not just because the Eagles are the, obviously the one seed, but because of how they match up versus the Giants. I just don't love the Giants linebackers. I don't love how Kirk Cousins was able to get all the like, – he was pretty quick – with his release, um, not a ton of pressure on the edge versus him. And I, I, that scares me with the Eagles. So I think it'll be a close game, but I, I just see the Eagles somehow just always having the lead in this game and the Giants ever really having a chance. But uh, I think it'll be within a touchdown. Interesting. Mm. All right. Check. I know the stat you're what, by the way, that's great. Eddie spaghetti. That that's what you call compromise. And that is uh, so paramount to a relationship, but put pushing it two hours later or an hour later. That's great. So uh, I think you deserve a win just for uh, just for doing that much, but check, this is a stat you want. Eagles will be the 21st team in wildcard era since 90 to face an opponent a third time after a straight up sweep in the regular season. Those teams are 13 and seven straight up, but 10, nine and one against the spread. So it seems like the inferior or the team that's been beaten at least tightens things up. Does that help you in your determination of uh, who to pick today? No, indeed. No, indeed. And I've already covered. We talked about it a couple of days ago, and I'll repeat it here. Dexter Lawrence, maybe his nickname, if he does prove to be the X factor in this one, he could just become Dexter, the season ender Lawrence, because Mm. he ended the season for the Vikes a week ago. And I think he's the central figure who could disrupt what Jalen Hurts and that offense is looking to do. Um, I, I really have gone back and forth on this one, but I set in my brain, if it gets to eight, then I'm on the Giants. It hasn't. It's stuck at seven and a half. I'm going to take the Eagles. You think they went exactly by eight? You didn't want to deal with a push. I don't know. As it gets higher <laughs> and higher, the the more appealing it gets. But uh, obviously, but um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Eagles on a hunch here. Right. Um, I mean, listen, we as so, again as somebody who believes in the merit and the value of the regular season or what it should mean. I mean, I, you know, all respect Eddie Spaghetti and all the Jins fans out there everywhere, but it's got to matter. The Eagles were, were were unstoppable all year. It would be weird if they didn't uh, double digit the arch rival. Well, kids. I think it comes down to how much you believe in Jalen Hurts' shoulder there. Honestly, if yeah, it's right. a big concern, then this should be a tight game, one that the Giants can win. If not, then maybe the... Philly does just lean on them and do what they did the first couple of games, even though the second one didn't mean anything to the Giants and they sat everyone. I think, Martin, one thing's for sure, Dayball has put together a game plan 
to keep Daniel Jones out of trouble. He's only thrown one pick in 226 pass attempts since November 20th. Um, I'm going Giants here. I I feel like there are no-name receivers, Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James. These guys all contribute. It's not going to be as easy versus Philly. Eagles have the number one pass defense where Vikings were number 31. But again, that shoulder makes me think that this is going to be a close, tight game that the Giants, I'm going to say, lose it's going to be their kicker, not the Cowboys kicker that everybody's talking about. 27-26. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Sal, definitely on the Giants and the points. Dave, you were just talking about how regular season is supposed to matter. Well, if it mattered to the Giants, they would have lost last round to the 12-3 and Vikings, right? All right, that's 12-3, but, you know, the the whatever the yeah, 13-4, Vikings, that, yeah. 13-4, whatever the record was. Um and here you are again with another team with a great record, too, in the Eagles. Uh, but this stat from Action Network is crazy to me. It says only 64% of 7 to 11-point favorites in the divisional round win outright. Only wow. 64% of 7, seven to 11-point favorites win outright. Yeah. So, when I, wild. I mean, that's insanity, right? And I see everybody in America is going to have the Chiefs and the Eagles and all these parlays and teasers, like you said, the last three-team teaser weekend of the weekend, uh, opportunity of the year. But also, too, the Giants are healthy. Like you said, Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over. Jalen Hurts is hurt. I don't care what y'all say. Nick Sirianni's been lying to us since he got hurt, it's like in terms of when he's going to be healthy and when he's going to be back, because the answer is he's not going to be healthy until the end of the year, and they're just trying to smoke screen it. He, bro, he hurt his collarbone if you watch the injury. It looked, that's exactly what it looked like. And, you know, I just follow Pro Football Doc on Twitter. I don't, you know, but that between him and Lane Johnson, and like, like this is going to be a one score game. The Giants are going to have a shot to win this thing. I'm putting it on the money line, too. Giants really? Wow. Giants Look at that. Happy birthday, Fine. Jada. Wow. All right. That is a Let's fun. go, Spaghetti. G Spaghetti has promised to show up nude if the Giants win to that uh, Jada party. So that'll be great for his uh, his future in-laws to see and brag wow. on their on their son. Hey, also, so Sal, you're going over with me on this one, correct? Yeah. And yes. Uh, so so we're we we're in the same garage on that one. Um I, I the the Jalen Hurts things trying to hurt uh, whether or not he's actually hurt is hard to divine, but this is what we're left to do is to try and evaluate that. I'm curious, Sal, though, is it is the number as far as you can tell reflected in in seven and a half? Would it be eight and a half or nine? I think it if, would if, be if we. Oh. Only because the Giants have gotten rooked all year with the Lions, and maybe that's why they're thirteen and four uh, against the spread, the most profitable team in the. It's like, all right, well, keep uh, keep undervaluing us, and people will bet on the Giants, and they'll cash in, and they have they're the most profitable team in the league. Yeah, so I think normally hmm. this would be about eight and a half because of the uncertainty, the Jalen Hurts. The other thing is, are the Giants the only team? Maybe the Cowboys too. The only team, yeah, maybe there's a couple. I'm thinking like momentum is a real thing in this round, right? So I don't know if the Jaguars have momentum. They have momentum because they won in advance, but didn't exactly play well for four quarters. Who played well and has momentum in addition to winning? And like the Giants, right? The Cowboys, neither Cincinnati nor Buffalo, right? Either one of those could have lost on on different circumstances. I guess the Niners. I don't know. I I think, but I just do think momentum is a real thing. And especially against an Eagles team who, 
maybe not healthy, maybe haven't won a game in a month that you look to them like, oh, yeah, that was impressive. But um, well, that a game that they needed. Absolutely. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll go over the Sunday slate, which is going to be dynamite, I think. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, You'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas. Affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Cincinnati at Buffalo, five and a half, 48 and a half. I don't know why this has crept so high. I may be biased because I picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago, but... Like I said, neither team was particularly impressive. The Bills last week would have lost to anyone not named Skylar Thompson, I believe. And uh, the Bengals let the Ravens' second team stay in the game last week. They got fortunate on a 14-point swing play. Martin, start us off. Um, I think it's a little high. Which way are you going? I I think that the Bengals' uh, uh, wildcard game is kind of being overlooked, that Tyler Huntley was a game-time decision. I feel like it's got to be hard to account for which quarterback, if you don't know which quarterback's going to start, and then mm. the better one ends up starting, especially when because I, I didn't think he was going to play. 
And, and I don't, I mean, hell, if you're a game time decision, they didn't think he was going to play until the game started. So I think that has something to do with it. Um, and even with the Bengals' injuries on the offensive line, I think really this game comes down to two two different injury groupings, right? The Bengals' offensive line and the Bills' secondary. Um, because Bills' secondary, they, everybody's hurt out there. And if you're telling me that, okay, we're not going to be able to keep Joe Burrow upright because we're going to quick, quick outs and go balls and stuff like that, three-step drops, I think that benefits Bengals. Also, if Josh Allen is going to play like the Josh Allen he's been playing like the last, I don't know, three, four weeks, I think the Bengals win this thing going away because right. they'll have, I mean, they're an opportunistic defense and Josh Allen will give you plenty of opportunities as we saw against Miami. That's why they, if, if I mean, hell, if Hill, if Hill and Waddle maybe caught a pass in the first, you know, 10 minutes of that game, they might've lost. And we might be talking about Cincinnati versus Miami. Yeah. I need a sun report. I need to know where the sun is going to be in the sky. And if it's going to reflect, you know, reflect the reflection is going to make it so that receivers are just going to drop balls all day because I didn't, uh, account for that in Buffalo, Miami. And it ended up being a big thing. Shaq, here's the thing. The the big story, I feel like everyone's leaning towards the Bengals and three offensive linemen out, and that doesn't help. And especially when one goes out during the game, you have to switch on the fly and make it work. Uh, and Joe Burrow did make it work. Josh Allen was sacked seven times last week. He was sacked seven times against this rough and tough Bengals defense. I don't think it's going to get any easier. Get two interceptions and three fumbles. So take that into account when you're like, oh, Bengals offensive line is cooked and the Bills are going to win. I'll say you. Well, I, I, it's funny because I was going to say that when Martin said that, I think he identifies the two, you know, the Bengals O-line, Bills secondary, but part three is – the Bengals against the pass. I so so I think that's the other key factor here. And it's fun. I listen, I love the the here and now matchup of these two QBs, these two high-end AFC teams that are going to be around. Everybody loves singing songs about how both are, are going to be in the playoff mix for the next half decade at least. But it's also pretty fun and maybe relevant to consider that these are the Cincinnati Bungles and the Buffalo Bills, just heartbreakers for their fan bases. Yeah. And this game's in Buffalo. And I've said on and on that the, the Bungles rightly should have a chip on their shoulder. Now it comes out that the league did, in fact, consider making it a neutral site game between these two teams, as it should have been. They're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. In the meantime, Buffalo fans, they saw they saw last week how awful it would be if there is any more evidence given to them by Joe Burrow to start getting into that, oh no, woe is us. We're going to lose it again in January. This was supposed to be our year. As I say, I've talked to a lot of players over the years that permeates down onto both sidelines. If there starts to get to be a vibe from the Bills fans like, uh uh-oh, we're in trouble here, they will feel it on the sidelines. That will provide a little bit of extra sauce to the Bengals sideline. I'm taking the Bengals on the money line, and I'm also going over. I see no reason to go under in this one. I'm surprised the number is uh, a mere 48 and a half. I actually am going under. I think 23-19. I think it's like it's going to be similar to that Bengals-Ravens game. I just think the Bengals just tough it out. I, I mean, I love that AFC North mentality with blue chip skill position players. I think that's the dynamite uh, combination for January Burrow, 18 and seven against a spread on the road. I, I don't like what I'm seeing had a Josh Allen. Like you, if you do your quarterback confidence right there, like I don't even know if I put Allen in the top four at this point, 
16 fumbles, third most for a quarterback with at least 10 interceptions. They have three, at least three turnovers in the last three games. Um, I like what Luana Rumo's defense has done. They have an interception for the last five games the Bengals have. And let's face it, this is not what's important, but I don't feel like you're going to get the DeMar Hamlin. I don't think you're going to get the momentum that you thought you might. Right. Don't you feel that way, Martin? Like I almost feel like he gets sued up at this point. He's going to, he's been at the facility every single day. It's not like in the movies, they would pop his face up for the first time. He hasn't spoken and they'd pop his face up on the jumbotron. And then that would lighten up, liven up the crowd. And that'll be that. But I don't feel like they're going to get that in this game. So it's just a game, like Sheck said, where the Bengals have a chip on the shoulder where they should be playing at home, where they think they should be playing at home. I think they win 23-19. But, Martin, what do you think about the DeMar Hamlin factor in all this? Shoot, it'd be better if he could play. They need yeah. they need a they need a safety. They you know okay. what I'm saying? Like that's they need that like that's, I think it's been something nobody really wants to talk about because it's kind of taboo because he's not like hurt. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's you know, he's recovering, obviously, but it's not like he sprained his ankle and that's why he's down. Mm-hmm. Like Dean Marlowe had an interception last week, but they are, I mean, the it is Kleenex thin back there in terms of just bodies. They're they're yep. on the Trey right, Trey White out there. Uh, in the defensive backfield, like it's it's concerning. But I'll say this: when you were running through all those Josh Allen numbers, imagine if Brock Purdy had just a third of the of the turnovers that Josh Allen had. People will be clamoring for him to sit on the bench. People will be yeah. people will be killing the 49ers, and that team is done for if Brock Purdy even had a third of the intercept of the turnovers that Josh Allen had so far. Yeah, the I'll only say, reason you'd be more ahead. confident, sorry, in Josh Allen than Brock Purdy is because he has playoff experience at that sure. at this point, right? Sure. I'm just it's on its face. Like those numbers yeah. are just crazy. Would you think they yeah. played the same amount of you know same uh, since Brock Purdy's been out there? Go ahead, check. I mean, it's just uh, obviously he's up for the task. He's proven in the past he's up for the task. But you still are asking a great deal of of Josh Allen. He must be superhero level or they have no chance. I I mean, that's what it boils down to. Whereas you could make a case that maybe since he's D could rise up here, maybe Joe Mixon has a day, but you know, back to where Martin started there with the offensive line, I'd be more concerned about that. Yes. The bills, even without Von Miller still can heat you up a bit, but we saw Joe Burrow thrive against a, a worse offensive line, or I mean, at least equivalently, equivalently awful offensive line. Last January. So why wouldn't he do that again? And again, Trey White is not the Trey White he was before injury. Hopefully he's back to full speed by next season. But in the meantime, those pass catchers on on the bungles are those pass catchers. What what answer do they have for Jamar Chase before you even get to 1A and 1B? Listen, uh, you're right. And how many times do we say, oh, Aaron Rodgers, oh, Bakhtari, is it going to start? Like, And and it's just just short patch, a smart T. Higgins, great. You know, he's targeted about eight times a game over the last two months. Great possession receiver. Like, Burrow gets it done. By the way, Jonah Williams, the guy who got hurt, the last guy who got hurt, the third of the three offensive linemen, gave up the most sacks out of any offensive lineman for a quarter. I think he gave up like 13 sacks. So, um, not the greatest player in the league, just messes you up when it happens in the middle of the game, right? You got to uh, adjust on the fly. So, yeah. Von Miller I, would destroy, uh, what's his name, uh, his replacement, would destroy Jackson that guy. Jackson Carmen. 
Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Jackson Carmen, but somehow it didn't seem right because those are two last names, kind of. But anyway, yes. Uh, five and a half is too much for this game. There's just too many reasons leaning towards that. Um, All right, now this one. Uh-uh. Three and a half. It's gone down to three and a half. It was four and a half. When I guessed the line at the beginning of the week, I said it's going to be two and a half. And uh, the guy I do it with, I forget his name. He's like, he went high. But now I would have ended up winning that game line because it goes down to three and a half. Um. My allegiance aside, I'm taking the Cowboys as long as it's north of three. Um, I don't love that they're – I think the Steelers did this, check in 2017, four straight road games. This is the fourth straight road game now for the Cowboys. Steelers lost by seven. I don't – maybe Babyface, you could dig that up. They pushed on the line, whoever they were uh, going against. Defense allows 20 points per game this season, which is fifth. Um, I, look – I, I, I want to be I want to be one of those guys. I'd love to throw a rallying cry out there, Sheck, like you do a two minute long speech about how we're going to win. But I really feel like this is the Mike McCarthy game. I really do. Uh-uh. And it may not be Dak's 20 yard quarterback sneak where the lineman can't catch up in time from the snap the ball. But, you know, I anticipate some kind of foolishness at the end of a game which is otherwise played well by the Cowboys. It sends the 49ers into the NFC championship game. 21-20, Niners win, take the point, Shaq. I'm sorry. I wish I could be more excited about it. It's just You'll be excited by the time it's kickoff time. That, oh, that, sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, this is exhilarating stuff for anybody who's paid attention to football for more than uh, 10 minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. let's. Let's appreciate the luster of a big time game between the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers generations from Brody V. Staubach to, to young V. Aikman to now. I love it. It's great. And to the here and now, I mean, there, there are media people out there evaluating the QB matchup and like, hey, who's got the edge in this um, characteristic <laughs> of QB, and they're like, "Well, Brock Purdy makes better decisions than Dak Prescott. He's more accurate." What the yeah. hell are we talking about? Sure. Listen, Kyle Shanahan is is an offensive whiz. Clearly, I'm not debating that. I think he's dynamite. Um, is ahead of the curve in terms of run game and all that. But settle down, everybody. It's still Brock Purdy and the Dallas Cowboys. They swooned a bit. We all saw it. It was a weird kind of season with Cooper Rush in there. By the way, I also heard another prominent radio voice talking the other day about like, you know, do they give any thought? I mean, like Cooper Rush maybe is the better option than Dak Prescott. Still in January, we're having this. What the hell kind of conversations are these? The Cowboys are at the end of the day, yes, McCarthy v. Shanahan, I tilt towards the 49ers. On most everything else, I'm going with the Cowboys. Pedigree matters. I'm going with your team, the Dallas All Cowboys. Right. I think they win. I hope out. you're right. Martin, break the tie here. I mean, I'm okay. taking Cowboys plus the points. Dun, 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 You got some NFL films music underneath this. That's the quality of this matchup. I'll say this is the one the one game all postseason that I've been waffling on. Even when I filled out my brackets early, I was like, who's going to win this? Because I think that of all the games on the NFC side, this is the Dallas Cowboys are the team that has the the that are most equipped to make Brock Purdy turn back into a pumpkin. Right. Like mm-hmm. they are the one with Michael Parsons is is especially especially because I was worried, you know, yeah. 
quite end to the season. I don't know. No, he, he was ready for the playoffs. He was ready. I he told ready you, Micah Possum. I told you, Micah Possum had a steady stat line last week against Brady. Now, I, I know that Shanahan is going to have a plan, but like everybody's got a plan until you get sacked in the mouth to, mm-hmm. uh, to, mis- to misrepresent a phrase. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'll take the Cowboys to cover here. I do think the 49ers will win, but. I do think that we might see some of the shine come off of Brock here as they just are so opportunistic as a defense that, I mean, hell, we saw some of the shine come off Tom Brady last time we saw this defense play, all right? I mean, yep. that's so, and especially, you know who's playing really well, too, for the Cowboys, that curse, that J-Ron curse? He's been yeah. balling recently. I got nervous when he got hurt. He had to sit out a few plays, but, yeah. It's, yeah uh, I think yeah. he's be good to go and then between him and Diggs you got two ball hawks back there Parsons and yeah I, I uh as much as I said this I do think the 49ers will win just offensive weapons but the forest I'm taking Dallas just stay you in know, it I, just stay in it no early interceptions Dak just stay in this game just keep let us be in at the end I there. do think I think Dak plays really well I think Dak I think Dak plays well I feel well, like hopefully Dak's one knows of those guys plays, like he did last week. Yeah, go ahead, check. I feel like there you by the end of the first quarter, you know what it's going to be with Dak on a given day, right? You kind of feel yeah. like, oh yes, this is this is good Dak we're getting here. So that maybe tells the tale um, for you. the The other element, and correct me if I'm wrong, I could be way off base. I think it very rarely happens, but I might be in this case. Is this the first year where you can start interviewing assistant coaches? during the playoffs while their team is still in the mix or was that old? Cause I, I don't love, I guess it's a wash that you hear, you hear D'Amico Ryan's attached to half the available gigs, but then yeah. you also hear Kellen Moore's talking to people as well about head coaching jobs. So maybe that's a wash there, but I did hear Ken Dorsey, the bills OC is interviewing this weekend, this yeah. weekend. What the hell? What do you mean this weekend? He's got a game this weekend. What are we talking about? That. At minimum, he's a human being. He's got to be a little distracted about the big opportunity in his life, right? I, I, I don't think it's I think a new a thing. Distraction. I've asked some guys I've known in the front office. They say it's not necessarily new. And yeah, Dan Quinn is interviewing, I think, with the Broncos Friday. Like, what? They're like, well, Friday's a down day for uh, who cares? It's like, you know, plus you have to prepare for these interviews, right? Like these are four hour interviews. You have to prepare. Yes. So it's not just the time it takes to fly out to Denver or wherever they're going to see you or, you know, you have to prepare for this. You have to know what you're doing. It's taking up some of your week where you should be actually preparing for the playoff game. We have uh, Mike Lombardi on against all odds later. I'm going to ask him about that. But, yeah, that seems ridiculous to me think, that they should be able I to. I think a lot of them are done on Zoom now, at least the initial interviews. I just feel like when they? these guys are when these guys are like interviewing with multiple teams in the same day, it's like, how are you? Getting from our multiple teams and back to back days is like, I, yeah. I don't know. So, but if it's you see four what, uh, hours, you have to pay for the premium Zoom then. If it's like a four <laughs> hour thing, I guess. Yeah. You see what uh, Cuban you're- Link, Wick Martindale said? He's not interviewing for any head coaching jobs. So, after the Giants are out of the playoffs, because New York right. was not a stepping stone, it was a destination. That's what, weekend, baby. Play the That's what you want to hear is exactly right. That gets right. the locker room fired up. This Java, like, Hey, Coach Dorsey, can we talk? Well, 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 hey, I'm plotting my future right now with whoever I'm interviewing with. It is a weird thing. And you're right. It's not applying for an accounting job where you're like, my weakness is, is that I care too much. It's not like that's when you sit down. It's like, what would you do with our offense that you didn't like that you saw last year? I mean, you have to actually pour over tape and present alternatives. That's typically, I think, what they're they're sitting down to look for. It's like, I looked him in the eyes and I liked his way. I don't think that's how... 
NFL owners operate at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard some horror stories about some of these interviews, but yeah, it's uh, I, I wouldn't allow it, although I think they would just cheat and they would do it the Zoom way, uh, Martin. I think you're right. Like, yeah, no one can be seen in public anymore, right? Because that gets picked up immediately. There's no getting around that, but um, they can't get into your Zoom. At least uh, maybe the Russians can. The Russians are going to blow this all up. Uh, so Pup of the Weeks, I guess we've just mentioned them. I would say um, mine is going to be Cincinnati over Buffalo. Because I think that's the uh, upset right there. Shaq, what's your pop? Same thing? Am I? Can I take the bungles? I, I, yeah, I'm i sure. uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with it. But you know what? I think I'm growing as a human being, or mm. at least as a sports fan, that I can allow myself to say without any irony that I like Joe Burrow. And I think he's going to win the day here. It doesn't give me any yeah. pleasure to say that for the next half decade or so as an AFC North fan of another team. But. It is what it is. Go, good for you, Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. Congratulations in advance. And if I'm wrong, boy, it would be a real heartbreaker to see the Bungles <laughs> go down again. I like it. By the way, it just occurred to me, I took all four underdogs, not to win, but uh, at least by the spread. So, Martin, mm. I think you were most excited about the biggest underdog, um, the Giants, right? Second That's biggest underdog, right? I think Jacksonville oh, yeah. might got to buy a point. But you did all right. Give me the vanilla Vic, Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley, we'll worry about all this contract stuff in the offseason because you know what? It looks like everybody at the Meadowlands is getting paid because we're going on a playoff run, baby. Get in. We're going streaking. How do you? How, how did the Giants get to a point where Saquon doesn't even have to have a great game for them to pull this out? I think, I in my opinion, right? Or at least I mean, it's not, looking, not one of the top three things handicapped in this game. What's awesome is watching all these other Giants do things in the playoffs. Like Kadarius Tony's probably going to make a big uh, something for Kansas City. Evan Ingram's running around for Jacksonville, yep. making big catches. And it's like, you know what? That's fine. We're right here. We're right here. There you go. Uh, Martin, You are you right here with this Michigan assistant? Well, Babyface Joel Solomon, no. we need to talk about this. Matt Weiss. <laughs> Any relation involved in criminal investigation? <laughs> Hell uh, no. Computer no? access charges. Like, what yeah. does that even mean? Like, when we were at, our, when I was in college, we used to have this you tell us, access. it's your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you, like, got caught downloading a movie, this is pre-streaming. Like, right. not pre-streaming, but pre-the ubiquity of streaming as it is now. But you, if I got caught downloading the movie Black Swan, and they sent me a DCMA letter, like Netflix, I mean, uh, uh, Napster style, to my Ooh. email. I was like, that that to me is a computer access crime. This guy had police pulling up to Schembechler Hall, which is like the athletic center, and his house. I don't know what you was on, but you was on something you had no business clicking on, bro. Oh, interesting. But not a related. Do we believe him, Babyface? Well, it sounds like there is a history of computer access crime, but I'm going to have to check Martin's <laughs> the Weiss uh, family. Yeah, yeah the Weiss family. I'm going to have to check Martin's computer and uh, browser history with okay. Dave after the show. Okay, good. That's fair. I think that's the fairest way to solve this. Uh, Shaq, congratulations. Matt Canada back as Steelers offensive coordinator, and everybody's happy about it. Yeah, that that much is clear. If you're plugged in at all to the banks of the Three Rivers, boy, what a party going on. He should really rent out the biggest banquet hall uh, in Pittsburgh, PA, and throw a party for all Steelers fans because they're overjoyed. Now, listen, people are very <laughs> cross about this. I, I, I really can't make sense of it. I You know, I know when you're a have not as in you're out of the playoffs or you didn't make them in the first place, people get cross. And in this uh, in this millennium, that requires massive overhauls of your team. I, I just don't get it. I mean, if you saw them go 
Seven and two down the stretch. Yes, not a terribly imaginative offense. That's what uh, Coach Mike Tomlin, who again, it does, it is a good thing. He's never had a losing record. This is how he wants to play ball, which is dominate defensively or come as close to doing that. Take care of the ball on offense. You have pieces that are going to make a couple few special plays over 60 minutes. And that is their path to victory, according to the head coach, Mike Tomlin. I'm I'm ultimately kind of indifferent about my because I don't know exactly who the realistic alternative was going to be. Byron Leftwich, who just got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, assistants who are still out there who you don't really know, but you just like them because you like the team that they're coaching. Oh, he's an assistant on the Niners. They should go get him. Does that always work out? It's like a 50-50 crapshoot. You well, don't know what this guy's about. I don't know. I, you know, you know I, I had this argument on the uh, on the head coaching level with a, a friend of mine about like, oh, how is this guy not fired? How is this guy not fired? I'm like, I don't know that the coaching alternatives are so great. Like, just like I'm not sure the quarterback alternatives are so great. Like, you got to get rid of him so you can pay. Like, I don't know. Like, how many great coaches are there in the league? Like, you, you obviously can go further with a better quarterback than you can with it. And with an average coach than you can the other way around, I think. But other Martin, how many great coaches are there in the league right now? Uh, I think I think when you're looking at it, because I kind of think about this in the context of Josh Allen, because I always call him. I say he's great. But when we talk about people who are great, what's his floor? Like Josh Allen, five turn, like he turns the ball over a lot. That's a lot. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like when I think of the coaches who are like really great, I think of the guys who like Tomlin. Pete Carroll, Belichick, like I, I even a, a John Harbaugh is even with everything. Andy like, Reid, yeah, Andy Reid, right? Like I think of those types of guys in terms of guys who are able to sustain no matter kind of who's around. Like Mike Vrabel, I would say is the younger coach who would qualify in this category, even though he just went on like a seven to eight game losing streak, right? right. But and as you well, see, but, so well, would you agree with this? I think it's Shaq. It's always been around seven great quarterbacks and five great coaches. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. What do, you, what to, do you think over the last few years, at least? I agree. I mean, that. yeah, there's, a, you know, in the moment, jump the league, figure something out. And the rest of the league is catching up with it. Isn't necessarily mean it's like writing a great screenplay that, that wins the Oscar. Does that then indicate that, that same person has yeah. five other Oscar worthy scripts. Not necessarily. We've seen that, uh, that level of fraudulence before. Yeah. The guys who sustain it, but in the here and now Brian Dable, clearly I I've always been players over coach um, in, in, in the players uh, camp on that one. But you know, Dable clearly made a massive difference there. Doug Peterson made a massive difference with Trevor Lawrence and talking specifically about who can bring a QB along, which is what Pittsburgh is looking to do. Coach Tomlin and otherwise probably have the defense covered. So who's going to bring the kid along? If you go get like Frank Reich, he has a track record for doing that. But in success, then he leaves after a year. And then everybody on the banks of the Three Rivers is, right. is crying. Now, can, can he pick over three? He's got three OCs in uh, Kenny Pickett's had three OCs in uh, in three years. That's no good, dude. Now what? Now at least you give him consistency. It was his college coach, by the way. People forget about that too. That they <laughs> have known each other for a long time. Martin Weiss, what were you? What was that uh, well, reaction? Uh, again, I think it's the Steelers. Point? What Steelers? No, no. I told so, so. Me and Meatballs and Babyface were talking about playing this game called Dave Bingo, right? In which Dave yeah. says, because you know he says, you know, a lot of things are repetitive. I had so over what? two and a half 
on Banks of the Three Rivers. Took the over. That was the third mention of the Banks of the Three Rivers really? on this podcast. Wow. Oh, I'm telling you, guys, we got to put this on the ExtraPoints.com website. Dave Bingo or something that could be named better. It's like how many? Wow. Like the, Always so bet the over. The over. I, with, I with, with the Dave Banks of the Three Rivers. He hit three and three Banks of the Three Rivers on this podcast today. For all oh. you people, keep a score at home, which is probably just me. And meatballs and now so predictable. Dave's Jack. dumb so colloquialisms always bet the over. Always colloquialisms. You said and by it. the way, if we listen, I want you know what? If if we're having expectations of colleagues, I want that GD cowboy hat on your head, Martin Weiss, until the Cowboys season. Yeah, let's is do over. it, Mark. Well, let's I don't know. Do it didn't, it. didn't work great I, with T's to you. So it, maybe maybe keep well, it away. Keep I did away. I did also pick the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. So I'm kind of playing yeah. both sides of the fence on this. Mm. But right, we're, I know we're this. miners cap then, maybe. I don't if know. If they get through, if they get through, uh if the Cowboys get through, I'm right there with them. I told Sal in Vegas, why is nobody talking about this team? You did potentially winning the Super Bowl. You did. Because they were I'm stinking so down the stretch. They had to do something to make you think, like, oh yeah, look how good they are. And they just did it. And now there's reason to believe they could run it to the Super Bowl. I'm too nervous. I agree. I'm too nervous about all of it. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with our play of the day. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, here we go. Uh, boy, I think we went 0 for 3 Tuesday's play of the day. I had uh, Kansas minus one and a half. They're up two. Jalen Wilson takes a three, makes it. And then they're like, no, no, no. His teammate called the timeout. This was like with no time left in overtime. Like, great. And so, of course, they lose that game. Martin, you don't even remember who you took, right? No, I had hard over. I had hard right. over 10 and a half assists, and he finished with a nice, tidy nine. All right. Well, we played at least. And uh, Shaq, you uh, you were forced out of, uh, and by forced out, you left it up to spaghetti and meatballs to take, uh, took Toronto instead of Edmonton. Yeah. yeah Carpenter doesn't uh, blame his tools, but I'm blaming the tools named spaghetti and meatballs. They <laughs> talked me out of it. No, listen, I have to wear it. That's fair. It's my pick to make. I should have taken the Oilers um, by a goal and a half, as I originally thought. Out of spite, I should. Um, parlay the Bruins and the Sabres who are playing the Rags and Islanders, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Spaghetti and Meatballs, two favorite teams. But instead, I'm just going to uh, zero in on the Sabres. The Islanders got hammered last night, 
Forgive Ooh. me, meatballs. I don't love this Islanders team. I like them. Don't love them getting into the final eight teams out of the whales. I like the saves a lot at the recurring talking point for me again there, Martin. This is a fun team to watch. I take them by a goal and a half. Juicy payout, plus 205. Mm, uh, Case Thompson and company. Meatballs, is this a trap game for the Sabres? What do you think? <laughs> Islanders suck right now, so I don't blame yeah. them. All right. Uh, all right, Martin. Um, you got a James Harden coming back? Or which player prop? Nah, I'm actually I'm taking the over. In the Warriors Celtics game, uh, Warriors terrible on the road, but are having over record of 17, 4, and 1. And then the Celtics at home, 15 and 7 to the over. So yeah. I'm I'm just going leaning on those trends and hoping for some buckets. All right. I'm going Memphis on the hardwood. Not not the Grizzlies, the Tigers. Different kind of animal. AAC matchup, Memphis, Wichita State, both in the middle of the pack, looking up uh to Houston, Wichita State. Lost its last four on the road at Memphis, who was 8-0 this season at FedEx Forum. I like that Kendrick Davis. He's good for 21-6. and six. They do a, run a top 30 pace in college basketball. They get to the rim fast. Lots of points in transition versus turnover-prone. Shockers squad. Wichita, they're a weird team. They scored 45 against Central Florida a few weeks ago. Memphis scored 104 against Central Florida. I think the Tigers take it big. 88-65. That's my play of the day. Uh, hit us up at the arcade extrapoints.com slash arcade. You get everything there. You get a hundred dollar pick them contest. You get the prop quiz for a gold cap. Play it up there. Check minus three. What's going on? You and Hench, you going to pick these games? I, I think we will. I think we will zero okay. in on the, on these, la- on, on the last great football weekend yeah championship weekend is great but it's an exclusive club in which only four teams get to play um get to dance so yeah I, th- this is a good one we're gonna zero in on this one we're also gonna ask the question that i asked you sal the yeah. other day is um what player in any sport got into the hall of fame or doesn't get into the hall of fame because of one play gary anderson <laughs> missing that kick in 98 likely costs him a gold jacket I what right. where else in sports history is that true? I so so I'm be interested right. for Hench, the historian's thoughts on that. He's gonna give you 47 and a half minutes on one answer, <laughs> I think. I think that's where, where we have it. Uh <laughs> Martin, what's going on with Will Blackman? He, he makes you a great fantasy team where you're winning oh. by 60 points on the staff, and then he's like, I don't have to do podcasts anymore. Or you he's got one? kids, Sal. You know, you got kids. You just use kids as an excuse for everything. You know, I'm I sorry. See. I got kids. I'll be available next month. All right. Uh, All but right. you know what the thing is? Next month, you'll still have kids. So it's, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, those kids can't drive kids. either. None the of those Dave kids Dave school of, uh, of, of excuse making. There you go. All right. Catch it all on the uh, various podcasts here on the Extra Points Podcast Network brought to you by Omaha Audio. You got Waiver Wire, Jen Piacenti. And Eddie Spaghetti against all odds. Mike Lombardi is going to be on the show later today. Uh, what do you have? Uh, Lampet Parlay minus three, I said. And the Megans, Megan Fun of Sports. It's all there for you on the Extra Points Podcast Network. And I want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 